Welcome to the Hairpreneur Show. Awesome conversation that'll provide you with new insight, crazy good ideas, and proven strategies to help you build the business and life of your dreams. Now, please welcome to the stage our host, Ryan Whedon. Hey guys, Ryan Whedon here. It's another day, it's another morning, it's another week to get things done. I'm so excited to be back here with episode four of the Hairpreneur Show. It's early in the morning right now. It's about well, it's about 6.40 right now. I got up about five. I've been doing this new morning routine where I wake up super duper early because I've been just doing so much research about all these great entrepreneurs and most of them get so much done before eight o'clock and that's what ends up making them extraordinary because we're all born ordinary, we're all born average. So what do we do to take us to that next level? And a lot of it is actually doing things that everybody else is unwilling to do, like wake up at five in the morning or four in the morning or something just crazy early that doesn't even make sense to the average person. But for somebody that has a goal, that has a vision, that has a passion, that is everything. And it resonates. I feel it. When I wake up in the morning, as difficult as it is, I am ready to go. I'm fueled by what I need to get done. I've also learned that if I don't get a lot of personal time done, if I don't get my workout in by 6.30 a.m., and yes, by 6.30 a.m., that's when all hell breaks loose in my family where I need to start playing husband. I need to start playing my different roles as a father because Sage, my little one, wakes up at about 6.15, 6.30. If I wake up at about 6 and I want to jump into a workout or something, by the time I even finished my warm-up, if I even got that far, the dogs need to go out or Sage is waking up crying. Jenny is waking up as well. So it's begun. The day has begun by that point and it's already too late. And I've lived long enough to know that I try to push things off if I didn't get it done in the morning that I'll try to take care of it and say, you know what, I'll do this after work, I'll get it done later, but then by the end of the day, I'm so burnt out, mentally exhausted, all I want is a glass of wine, some Netflix, and some snacks to fill my guilt that I was feeling from not actually getting done what I wanted to get done. So because that's the case, I just realized I need to start sucking it up and waking up early, waking up way before the sun comes up so that I can get done what I need to get done so that I can focus on myself, on my health, get the blood flowing, get the mind thinking clearly, get the routine started early enough to help propel me through the rest of the day. And then it's amazing what happens because at the end of the day, when 8 o'clock rolls around, 8.30 rolls around, normally that's the time when I would finish my day and have my snacks and finish my dinner and then watch Netflix for two, three hours and fiddle around on my phone, right? But now I don't do that because I'm so exhausted by 8, 8.30 that I'm just ready to go to bed. And then it makes waking up the next morning so much easier. So if you haven't tried it, now is the time. I just started listening to this thing by a recommendation called Miracle Mornings. And the one I was listening to was Miracle Mornings for Entrepreneurs, which of course that was the one I jumped to. But apparently there's a lot of these different versions and I'd never heard of it before. And you might have heard of it. You might have been thinking, wow, Ryan, you, you're waking up early. You haven't even read this before, but then it was cool to see that a lot of the principles in this book were actions and habits that I was trying to employ into my daily life anyway. So it's nice to have that reinforcement to know that, okay, I'm on the right track. If this is what somebody else that is hugely successful, seven-figure successful, that they're doing this and that a lot of these successful entrepreneurs are doing similar things, then I must be on to something. So if you're looking to take your business to the next level, get up earlier than everybody else, do the things that nobody else is willing to do, and you will be amazed at the new heights that it takes you in your business and in your personal life.
Now, for those of you that have listened to the early stages of this podcast, first of all, thank you, thank you for your support. It really keeps me going, and it's exciting to be able to share what I've learned to help others that are listening to come up with ideas and insights to better themselves on a business level and also on a personal level, because it's not always glorious behind the scenes. Although success might look like it was easily achieved, it's taken years and years and decades of failures to get to where you can look back and see where you've come from and where you've grown to. And it's a place where my younger self, even five years ago, never dreamed he would be today. So I dreamed I wanted to, and I wanted to get to to where I was today with a seven-figure business, but you never know how you're going to get there. You know why you want to go somewhere, maybe, and you know what you want, maybe, but then how are you going to get there? What is it going to take to get there? There's no clear path for an entrepreneur. It's about trial and error, figuring out what works, staying true to your morals and your ethics and staying humble and letting your passion fuel your energy. And from there, you just (laughs) have a little faith, cross your fingers from time to time, and keep plugging away consistently. Hopefully, after years and years of work, all of that hard work and effort will come to fruition, and bam, you've got several successes to share and to show and to be proud of. But of course, that's not where it stops. That's just something to reflect on, pat yourself on the back, maybe have a glass of wine or two, and then move on and focus on where you're going next. Because if you're not moving forward, you're falling behind. There's no staying still. So going back to the podcast here, I'm very glad that you guys have been part of this, and I hope that you've enjoyed it so far. We're going to get back into the book here today, Sweet Success, How to Make Six Figures as an Independent Stylist, and I hope you've been taking some ideas from that. I've been getting some great feedback from people that have been listening to the podcast, and that's so cool to see that you're liking the content and benefiting from some of the ideas in the book. So without further ado, let's get back into the book. Right now, we're on step three, attracting your perfect clients. Starts with a quote, he who is not courageous enough to take risks will accomplish nothing in life. That's from Muhammad Ali. What is the perfect client? You ask a dozen people and you will probably get a dozen different answers. Some stylists like blondes, some like reds. Maybe you love cutting short hair but are thrown off by long curly hair. The point is, the perfect client is different for everyone. So let's rephrase the question. Now, ask yourself this. What is your perfect client? To me, the perfect client is one that is a joy to be around, comes in every four to six weeks, books appointments a year out, refers all of their family and friends, buys whatever product you recommend, and trusts you completely. In my book, that's a pretty perfect client to have. The problem is those perfect clients are quite elusive and hard to find, but they do exist. You just have to know where to look. Let's brainstorm for a minute. What type of person do you want sitting in your chair? What kinds of clothes do they wear? How old are they? How do they talk? Are they edgy or conservative? Are they men or women? Do they have short or long hair? Blonde, brown, red, or black? Maybe you haven't thought about these things before, and that's okay. Most of us are so excited to have anyone sitting in our chair at first. However, now is the time to decide what type of clients you want your salon to attract. It's your business, and you want to enjoy what you do, right? So why waste your time or energy servicing clients that don't do that for you and that drain your life force? If you've been in this business for more than a day, you know what type of person I'm referring to. What I want you to do now is picture your favorite clients. They're the ones you see on your schedule and a smile comes to your face. You love having them in the salon and in your chair. They're the ones you're actually excited to go to work and see. Now, ask yourself why they're your favorite. Is it their great attitude? Is their hair easy to work with? Is it their friendly personality that you love to be around? Think about this. Why do you love having them as a client? Something about them makes you feel special, right? 
Well, my goal in this section is to give you ideas on how to attract more of what you want and less of what you don't. Ideally, we want all of our clients to be our favorites, right? That would make working feel a lot less like, well, work. Taking on new clients is a great thing, but it can also be exhausting. You have probably already figured out that it's impossible to please every person that walks into your salon, so why stress yourself out by always having to be interviewed by the new client in your chair? They are watching you, determining if you are a good fit for them. Whether or not they come back is their decision. That's stressful. I'd rather see the same faces time and time again. You build trust, comfortability, and rapport. Your regulars love you. That's why they're regulars. They even tip you better, typically. Seeing them is stress-free, which is a good way to spend your time. There are plenty of things in life to be stressed out about, so let's not add something else to the mix. So how do you find these clients? Good question. Let me tell you how I got mine. I call it the expert approach. The expert approach. People often admire my clientele and wish they could attract such a loyal following. My clients are young, fun, and extremely pleasant to be around. They trust my judgment and allow me to color their hair in whatever way I see fit because they know I will always have their best interest at heart. They are the reason I love what I do. Ever since I started doing hair, I was always drawn toward blondes. I loved highlighting and coloring blonde hair. The fragile texture that often accompanies blondes was something I looked forward to getting my hands into. I also liked blondes because they hated seeing roots. They were certain to be regular clients. It's not by accident that more than 90% of the women that sit in my chair are young professionals in their early 30s with manufactured blonde hair. That's because I've engineered it that way. I built my perfect clientele in less than two years, and you can too. What if I told you that you could not only fill your books, but do it quickly and with the customers you always dreamed you'd have? You might be pretty excited, right? Well, keep reading because I'm going to teach you exactly how. Of course, I didn't build my clientele like one would build robots. I also didn't spend thousands on marketing. I discovered a way to attract the type of clientele I wanted to service for less than $75. The expert approach goes like this. Say curly hair is your specialty. You have it, you love it, and you know how to cut it. If all the clients that sit in your chair for the rest of your career had curly hair, you would be one satisfied camper, I'm sure. That would make you happy if it was your thing, right? Plus, if you love curly hair, I'm sure that means you're good at it. You might even call yourself an expert, right? Well, you should. If you know more than the person sitting in your chair, consider yourself an expert because you are. You've taken time to learn it. You don't need to compare yourself with Guy Tang, Vidal Sassoon, or some other industry master or legend. Just because you may not be recognized as one of the best in the business doesn't mean for one second that you are not an expert at what you do. You went to school, you've taken classes, and read books on the subject, or podcasts, or whatever. As far as your clients are concerned, you are an expert in your field. That's exactly why they are paying to see you, and paying top dollar at that. Now it's time to promote yourself as an expert. I'm sure you've taken the time to create professional business cards, right? It's time to print some more. Except this time, under your name, or wherever you typically label yourself as hairstylist or colorist, Change it to whatever your specialty service is, such as curly hair expert, balayage specialist, or blonde specialist. These are your expert cards. Suddenly, you've separated yourself from the pack. You are no longer just an ordinary hairdresser. You can't be grouped with all the other hairstylists anymore. If your goal is to have a clientele full of curly-haired clients, do you think having curly hair expert on your card might separate you from the pack? Absolutely. These cards are not designed to replace your generic business cards, only to supplement them. Making this minor yet major change on your business card is a big step in attracting your perfect clientele. 
Make sure you always keep a few of each version with you at all times. Now it's time to take action. Taking action is what will separate you from every other stylist trying to make a living at it. You've already demonstrated that you're willing to learn and try new things to succeed. You're reading this instead of watching it, or well, you're listening to it, instead of watching TV or partying with your friends. You care to do what others don't want to do. You understand that this is a cutthroat business and that in order to get ahead, you have to work for it and take risks. Say you're out running errands or shopping at the mall with your girls or your guys or whoever your friends are at the time. Suddenly, out of nowhere, you see a woman walk by with the most amazing hair. You think, wow, how great would it be if every one of my clients had hair like that? She's my ideal client. But instead of letting this moment pass, view it as an opportunity. Instead of wishing she was your client, why not invite her to be your client? Remember, you have your specialty card, which is your golden ticket. It's your magic wand. You are not just anyone anymore. Let's imagine that your prospect has beautiful curly hair and you have declared yourself as a curly hair expert, as stated on your specialty business cards. Walk up to her, politely grab her attention, and hand her your card with a smile. Tell her you really love her hair, and if there's anything you could ever do to help, to please let you know. She will probably smile back and say thank you. Everybody loves a compliment. It's absolutely fine to just smile and walk away at that point. You did it. There's no need to hang out and create awkward conversation. So what did this accomplish then? One, you offered them an amazing compliment. Who doesn't like compliments, especially about their hair? And two, you showed that person that you care about your work, that you're personable and you're a go-getter. It doesn't matter if you happen to be shaking with nerves at the moment, which may happen at first, may happen the first several times. Most everyone will be flattered and appreciate your effort and bravery. Here's the magic moment. Once you walk away and your curly hair prospect looks down at the card you just handed her, she'll notice you're not just a hairstylist, you're a curly hair expert. Ooh la la. If I had curly hair, I'd know how special it really was. I'd also understand how difficult it can be to get a good cut and color. I would only want to go to somebody that knows what they're dealing with and doing. Not just any run-of-the-mill hairstylist. I would want a curly hair expert. Wouldn't you? The chances that you get contacted by that person in the future has just skyrocketed exponentially. Good work. Now, let's pretend that you hate working with curly hair as a stylist and you wish your entire client base was made up of blondes. Personally, that was my goal. So as you can imagine, my business cards read blonde expert or balayage expert. That's when I took to the streets. Utilizing the same strategy that I offered to you just here, I'd walk up to my perfect clients, compliment them on their hair, and confidently hand them my business card, my specialty card. I was extremely nervous at first, as I'm sure most of you will be. That's all right and understandable. Anytime a person puts themselves out there, it can be very uncomfortable. What if I trip on the way or slur my words? Who cares? You don't know them. They're most concerned with themselves anyways. That's the way people are. Just accept that you will be awkward at first and move on. The success and happiness of your business depends on it. With practice, and as I became better at it and less concerned at what I looked like, I was meeting new people and having entire conversations with them like we'd known each other for years. At times, I'd even find myself giving hair consultations on the sidewalk and even setting up appointments. And by the way, I'm a severe introvert, but I've trained myself to be an extrovert. Now, after I'd been at this for a short time, beating the streets as I like to call it, my phone was literally ringing off the hook. You wouldn't believe it. Best of all, it was my perfect clients that were calling. Just like that, my days were soon filled with my favorite type of client, and this was only months after I started doing it. Who says you can't pick your clients, right? So what type of hair are you passionate about? 
What are you excited to work with? Short hair, men, fantasy colors or natural, blondes, brunettes, redheads? Picture it for a second what your ideal client looks like. How do they talk, dress, and carry themselves? Remember, you don't only want their hair, you want to attract the person too. In order for us to be truly successful in our profession, we have to enjoy who we spend our days with. It's time to stop sitting on the sidelines and make those expert cards now and get started. Don't sit around your salon gossiping and complaining that you don't have enough clients. Your success is your responsibility. Get out of your comfort zone, meet some perfect people, and make success your reality. Create your own future. Instead of waiting for them to come to you, go to them. Find out where your clients work and play and find ways to get in the door. Here are a couple other ways I attracted my ideal clientele that you might be interested in implementing yourself. Go Greek. If you live in an area that has colleges and universities, this could be a good source of getting hair in your chair. I never liked the idea of discounting services, but I do believe in offering different special rates to fraternities and sororities in the Greek system. For example, one marketing campaign I ran, which worked wonders, was what I called a sorority rush to the salon special. For me, this proved to be a great way to get college-aged, social media-savvy girls in the salon a couple times a year. I also specially targeted sororities that I found to be predominantly blonde, as that is my specialty, and that happens in the Greek system. So do some research and find out which sororities and fraternities might be your ideal client base. Greek rush happens a couple times a year, usually right before fall and the spring semester. For those of you unfamiliar with Greek life, it's a time of year when sororities and fraternities aim to recruit undergraduate students to join their prospective Greek organizations. Having been part of the Greek system myself in a fraternity, I understand how serious the recruitment process can be. Choosing the wrong people can seriously impact your organization's reputation. As college as it sounds, it's a big deal at the time. Sororities take it to the next level. They play the game to ensure they have the cream of the crop. Their desire to attract the perfect sisters is vital. To be the best they can be during rush week, it's imperative that they look their best from head to toe. It's a rule, in fact. They even have to adhere to a very specific set of ground rules and standards set forth by their chapter president, or they could face penalties. Their clothes, nails, makeup, and hair have to be on point at all times of the year, and especially during rush. This is your chance to become their hair god. If you need clients in your chair, this is a great opportunity to offer a Rush to the Salon special. I offered it twice a year for the entire month leading up to Rush Week. If this idea interests you, I suggest you contact the president within each sorority or fraternity, because there could be several on the campus, and ask to speak to them about your upcoming Rush specials. Everyone likes special rates. If they invite you to introduce yourself and your special offer, take full advantage. That's often how it works. You'll need to prepare a quick, professional, yet cunning introduction about yourself and what makes you great. Make them like you. During your speech at the sorority house, offer a raffle for a complimentary service. It not only gets a new client in your chair, albeit for a comp service, but also gets you contact information to offer them specials in the future. What you're doing is trying to attract and retain clientele. For the raffle, pass around a sheet of paper. Everyone in attendance writes down their name and email address. I used college-ruled paper so it makes it easier to cut into thin tickets, which later you toss into a bowl. When it comes time for your raffle, mix up the tickets in your bowl and pick a winner. If you really want to create excitement and get more free marketing out of it, announce the raffle online and have someone video you choosing the number. Hopefully, 
The winner of the complimentary service will be so thrilled to have won. He or she will share their video over their vast network of followers and increase the buzz surrounding this particular contest and you as a stylist. You'll be amazed at the future clients you create just from doing this. If you choose to do a video to announce your raffle, be sure to post it onto your social media platforms such as Instagram and Facebook. It might also be smart to have them list their Instagram handle to make it easier and more obvious when you're trying to locate them when sharing the video. Here's a pro tip. The reason why we ask for email addresses is to add them to our contact list. They will automatically be contacted whenever you send salon news, updates, and promotions, holiday specials, or other special offers. You are now building your mailing list. Keep in mind that if you're located in a higher price point area, you may only see these clients a couple times a year as college kids don't usually have the time or money to see you on a regular schedule unless mommy or daddy are paying. <laughs> they can, however, serve as great marketers. Having grown up in a socially connected society, they are masters of social media. Their world revolves around social media and many have a vast reach of social influence. So make sure you give a lasting impression because your masterful work has the potential to get posted and reposted all over social media. Whenever you can, let other people do the marketing for you. It's received better and doesn't cost a thing. The same technique could be applied to fraternities. If men's hair is your niche, offer your services at a special rate, not a discounted rate, for the span of a few weeks, a couple times a year, during Greek rush. The guys want to look good too. Here's another idea. I call it the preferred business partnership. Another marketing idea that worked wonders for me is with other small and local service industry businesses. I'm talking about family-owned restaurants, unique coffee shops, or boutique clothing stores. Places that still employ a fair amount of staff, but aren't connected to the bureaucracy and red tape of those larger corporate entities. I put together a 5x7 flyer, nothing huge, something nice and colorful that would hopefully be placed on a break room corkboard for all the prospective employees to see. This flyer noted a special relationship with my salon, which was my brand, offering a preferred business partnership special rate incentive to receive hair services. Each company that participated in this program would then be able to offer their staff promotional rates of 25% off the ticket price for the majority of my services. You may think that restaurant owners might not go for something like this, but why not? They love it. They are able to offer their employees a generous discount to a local business without having to pay anything out themselves. It's a total win-win. It's a win-win-win. Win for you, win for the restaurant or company owner, and a win for their staff. To make my business sound even more official, I included an elegant letter along with my flyer and gave it to the restaurant owner myself. The letters stated that they were selected in a non-salesy way to be part of a small business incentive program which helped support neighboring businesses in the area. Neither party can go wrong in this scenario. If you're trying to get clients in your chair, this is another strategy that is only going to benefit you and will only cost you the price of the ink to print the flyers. When I got started, I picked five of my favorite restaurants and retail stores near my salon. I made sure that each of these businesses had at least 10 employees to make it worthwhile. Once you've pinpointed your target businesses, stop in and find out when the owner works so you can introduce yourself. You are a people person, remember? <laughs> Go and meet people. Be your fun, kind self and tell them how much you love their place. That's one reason you chose it. 
Be honest and sincere as you explain your preferred partnership program and how it can be mutually beneficial. Only good can come from this. Okay, that is the end of step three on choosing your perfect clientele and creating your perfect clientele and attracting your perfect clientele. I hope you got some ideas and some insight from this. I loved sharing this with you and these exact steps I took for months and months and months on end until I had a full clientele in my chair and I had a full clientele in my chair with my perfect clientele. And from there, their friends refer their friends and refer their friends and before you know it, you're posting all of these beautiful pictures on Instagram and social media, which is going to attract more people like your people, like the clientele you want to attract, the ones you love to see, the ones that make your job worth waking up, getting in your car, going to the salon for 8, 10, 12 hours a day, especially during the holidays. It's even more. We're getting to those holidays right now. This is what makes our job so fantastic when we are able to spend our time all day long doing something we love with people we love. So let's make our job easier, more fun, and more rewarding. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I can't wait for next week's episode on step four. It's called Win the Yelp Game. We're going to dive into the review system and how you can win whether it's Yelp or Google or whatever review system you are using, whether it's even like your booking system. We all are have this relationship now with these different review sites. And if you're not doing well with your reviews, it's going to show with your lack of clientele. So I'm going to show you how to win that game. And we're going to talk specifically about Yelp, but it can be applied to any other review system out there. So let's look forward to that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. You're awesome. Till next week, Ryan out. Thanks for listening to the hairpreneur show podcast. Go now to www.thehpshow.com to sign up and get first dibs on our weekly education directly to your inbox. Thanks again for listening. Please share the love and tell a friend about us. Till next week, you're awesome.